And here we go. All right. Hello and welcome to, welcome back, I guess I should say, to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hall, and with me via <laughs> the not-so-secret bunker of his kitchen dining area is... Patrick Terry. Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's going. Nice yeah. spring day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> not near as bad as yesterday. Correct. That's true. Yesterday was nuts. So. Yes. All right. So, as you can tell, we are still recording away <laughs> from several locations. Um, my daughter's. We'll just go into what's new. Uh, my daughter preschool is out last week and this week. Um, and so, uh, and then, uh, York still has school probably will be for the rest of the year. I'm not holding my breath of them going back. Right. Um, so, uh, it's me and both kids today. Um, however, York still has schoolwork assigned by me and his mother. Um, so that way he's not, you know, he's not slipping on anything. Right. Um, so, but he's downstairs in his room doing the schoolwork. And then uh, I gave Grayson the option to either come up here with me or stay downstairs. Um, but that she needed to pick one. So she picked up here, but I also tried to advise her. And she could watch her videos if you hear uh, something that some sort of distracting noise in the background. It's probably her video. So we'll just, yeah. we're making do. Hey, it is what it is. So I roll with it. <laughs> Skyping on is best. Um, so there may be brief interruptions where she comes and talks, but I think uh, I think she's got it out of her system <laughs> right. before I hit record. So, anyways, that's what I've got going on. Um, let's see what. A, oh, because we it's been two weeks, bro. Because we essentially took last week off because scheduling was kind of a pain in the butt. Right. Um, Grayson has watched all the Jumanji movies. Maybe the original. Watched, yeah, she's watched OG Jumanji, <laughs> as I call as I refer to it. Yeah, um, she's watched that one like three or four times now. Um, and then uh, she's. Daddy, on the first day we watched it two times. Uh huh. And on the other day, um, we watched it. I think one time. I think. Okay, I think mommy said you watched it twice, so I think you've seen it like four times now. And then uh, she's watched both both of the newer Jumanji movies. So. Okay. The, the so big she, one and okay. the other big one. So she's, and she's, we watched the, uh, the, the most recent one because we watched, I rented it from, from on uh, Redbox because Ruth hadn't watched it either because I took your to go see in the theater. Yeah. So we all got to watch it and uh, Grayson loved it and wanted to watch it again. So we watched it again the next day and then uh we watched it again the next day she really liked it so then i had to you know i had to return it but i told her we had the first one on apple tv so we just so she just watched that one she's yeah and then i pulled out the og one out of the hallway closet with all the other dvds and she watched that one too and really liked it so um and then lastly for me dude uh 
Friday. I, you know, it's almost like going back to the movies where I had to stay up late. Yeah. To make a 10 o'clock movie. Instead, I was staying up late to watch, uh, essentially, it was like a Instagram live party where I was watching, uh, where it was a step, essentially the step up movies. It was a step up re- reunion of sorts yeah. where uh, Brianna Evigan and, uh, and one of the other guys basically ho- hosted it. He was the DJ. And then he would just have people come, because I watched his feed uh, since he was DJing. So he's going to have people in and out. Yeah. throughout the night it went two and a half hours it was yeah. 12 30 in the morning when i without when they ended it i'm like oh thank god because i don't know how much more i could have stayed awake for right um but yeah so i got that and then uh so i did that and it was it was awesome it was great it was you know various different people including uh the step up to the streets and step up 3d director john chu who also yeah. directed crazy rich asians so even he popped on for a little bit so yeah it was cool. awesome uh, and that uh, the I guess they're planning on trying to do more of this, so you know I'll be uh, I'll certainly uh, I'm gonna be ready. You know, this old man will try and hang as much as he can. Right. So. But yeah. All right, man. That's me. What you get, what's new with you? Um, just to piggyback off of that, I did try to watch some of the live the next day, mm-hmm. and uh, my internet wasn't working with me, so oh, I just kind of watched bits and pieces. So, yeah. but it was pretty cool from what I got to see. <clears throat> and um, and then I was watching the um, battle between Lil Jon and T-Pain. Oh, yeah. That was pretty interesting. Um, a lot of songs that I had. Like, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of either one, but I'm familiar right. with the radio. But um, I did hear a few songs I hadn't heard before, and I was like, okay. You know, I see why they were, you know, had their hits and how they are where they are now. Yeah. Um, but it was a pretty interesting battle. It was funny. They were kind of, you know, T-Pain kept calling little John Jonathan. It was just <laughs> hilarious. It was hilarious. He and then, going, uh, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, but they just kept going back and forth, you know, playing their hits and, you know, trying to one-up each other, but just having fun overall. Yeah. Um, That's cool. So the next one is supposed to be Teddy Riley versus Babyface, okay. which got delayed because apparently Babyface had the C-Virus and he's oh. recovered from it. So I believe this, see that this week or the next weekend they're supposed to have their battle. Okay. Which should be interesting. Okay. And um, uh, let's see. I've mostly been focusing on work. Um, I did kind of have a movie theater type experience with the movie I'm gonna talk about later, which we both okay. watched. Uh, I just turned the lights off in my room, put the laptop on, watched the movie. It was just like being in a dark theater. There you go. But um, but it was cool. It was pretty cool. But just you know, just trying to stay healthy. On work and try not to lose it. <laughs> hey, word. Um, yeah, uh, I ended up watching said movie while doing the dishes yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so my was the complete opposite of said experience, yeah. but it's still none of it was lost on me. Um, well, with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. I'll let you go first. All right. Um, the first movie I talk about uh, was a movie on Netflix called Uncorked. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they released it on Netflix March 27th and uh, has a 104 minute runtime. Gotcha. Uh, the director was Prentice Penny, who also directed a couple episodes from Insecure and another movie called Soul Taking. I haven't he had seen a, he had a reality show too on some really? channel. 
Yeah, yeah. I haven't. <clears throat> I haven't watched it yet, but I, I, uh, I haven't watched it yet. But I've seen. The, I remember seeing the commercials. I don't know if it was on True TV yeah. or one of those other channels, but I, I remember seeing commercials with his name because I was like, it was a such a different name. Yeah. And um, I think he mostly deals with TV shows. Mostly, uh, I think he. I looked on IMDb. I think he has one at actor credit. Uh, but this movie stars um, Mamadou Athi as Elijah. Okay. You have um, Courtney B. Vance as Lewis, who's his dad. Uh, Nisi Nash as Sylvia, who's his mom. And then his girlfriend Tanya, played by Sasha Campier. I think it's okay. French. So. Uh, so basically, from IMDb, this movie is about Elijah, who must balance his dream of being a sommelier, a professional, or master, which is oh, basically okay. the, the restaurant that helps you find wine you want to drink yeah. at your dinner. But then his father has an expectation for him to take over the family's barbecue restaurant in uh, Memphis. So he's wanting to do this, but his dad's like, no, you got to do that. Because gotcha. I, I did this, took over from my dad. So this is, you know, right. come tradition, I guess. Tradition, yeah. Yes. Um, so overall, it was decent performances from the cast. Uh, you could tell it was kind of a lower budget movie and uh-huh. how it looked. Um, but basically, he's he's battling this. So he meets the girl Tanya. They started dating, and uh, he eventually shares his interest in wanting to do that. So she's being the encouraging girlfriend. It's like, yeah, you should do that. Don't let anything stop you from doing what you want to do. Um, eventually, takes class. And this class gets to go overseas to Paris. And um, so he, wanted, he realizes he can't afford it. But um, he has a friend named Harvard, and he agrees to split it with him. But then also his family, they pull up some money to help him go as well. So he has support there, even though his dad yeah. doesn't want to. His mom is very supportive of him. Um, and, I mean, it's overall a pretty good movie. It's kind of a little slow, but overall... It was enjoyable. Performances were good. Um, kind of like tugging the heartstring for something that happens in the movie while he's abroad. Right. And, um, but it was a pretty cool movie. I, I have not. I wouldn't say it was. It wasn't. It wasn't a waste of my time. Um, I say it's worth watching. It's on Netflix, so you're not spending any money. Just you know, some yeah. time. So that was cool. Um, the soundtrack was kind of weird though. Like like when he was in America, they played a lot of hip hop, rap music. Uh-huh. When he was in Paris, it seemed like they were playing more English, like British rap. Oh okay. But um, that when it got there and playing that music, that was pretty interesting. But um, I just felt like the what well, figuring this from Memphis, I fig- I realized why they had a lot of hip hop and rap. So it kind of makes sense with that. Um, next movie. I believe you watched uh, Onward. Yep. Have it took Grayson to go see it. Yeah. Okay. It was the last movie. It was the last movie we saw before before they closed down. That's right. And I believe you talked about it. Yeah. So I'm mostly just going to give my two cents about it. Okay. Um, it did have a budget of 175 to 200 million. Uh, the box office, while it was there, it topped out at 103.2 million, which is not bad considering it didn't have much time in the theater. Right. Um, and um, just two cents. Uh, it was decent animation. Uh, I wouldn't say it's Pixar's best, but it's definitely not bad. Yeah. Uh, um, the voice acting was um, enjoyable. 
and it's basically like a road trip movies because they run into bikers and go on a journey to find something important. Um, <clears throat> it does tug at the heartstrings. It does, you know? man. That last, yeah. oof. Yeah, it was. Especially if you got yeah. daddy issues. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Uh, you know, man. I kind of wish I could feel that same way. I got. I think my reaction was more because I don't have that connection. Yeah. So I'm like, wish I kind of had the connection where if that happened, same. I could do that. Then. Yeah. Same. You know. But um, you know, overall, it wasn't a bad movie. Much better than expected. Um, as far as the voice acting, I did feel like you know Chris Pratt. Was doing his best Thor impression like he was in Infinity War, yeah. but that that was cool, and it was kind of adjustment period because it was just like we have Star Lord and Peter Parker, so I had to kind of get that out of my mind before I could get into it. <laughs> but um, yeah. it was it was a cool ride. It was fun. Um, definitely worth checking out. Oh, definitely, especially because it's on Disney Plus it. now. So yeah, there's no reason not to. Right. So, you know, I had my expectations were low, but. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. I, it was better than I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, better than I thought it was. Yeah. And then the last movie, of course, this movie's been out a while, but I was late to the party, and I guess we were both late to the party on this I've one. Had, Maybe yeah, I've had, I've had it on my queue for like a good minute. Yeah. So I've seen it pop up on Netflix. I've seen it on, like I watched it on um, Prime. Okay. And I've uh, been there, just been lingering, like, yeah, I'm going to watch it at some point, I'm going to watch it. And I see people posting, apparently there's a sequel coming, or, yeah, yep. sequel's coming. Yep. And then there's a an anime prequel, which I was it was I was suggested to to watch. Okay. Um, I have to look up the title of that. Uh, but I'm talking about Train to Busan. Um, this was originally released at Cannes in May 13th of 2016, and then in Korea, July 20th of the same year. Uh, 118 minutes. Uh, the director is Yoon Sang Ho. The budget was 8.5 million, and then the box office there uh, 98.5 million. Um, man, this is kind of like what I wish the Resident Evil movies had been as far as the action. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it did feel like a Resident Evil game, like a cutscene. It's like a long, almost two-hour cutscene from Resident Evil. Um, very intense action. Um, definite survival survival horror movie and you root for almost all the characters in this movie like you want them to survive yeah you do. very difficult like apparently there's been like a leak kind of like Resident Evil some virus got leaked and it's turning people to zombies and it's, what got me on this is like the turn is almost immediate like if somebody that's infected bites you it's like you turn immediately <laughs> yeah like within like 30 seconds to a minute yeah. There is uh, no, like, waiting. <laughs> like Walking Dead, where it's like, maybe it'll be three hours, maybe it'll be a day. For somebody <laughs> Depends to go. on the screenwriter. True. That's true. Um, like, it starts off with, I guess he was a, a farmer driving on the interstate. Goes through a tool, tow booth. But he has to go through, like, a sanitation screening where they have this spray on his truck to kind of disinfect his vehicle. And um, he's asking what's going on. They explain there's been a leak. And maybe it's happened before because he's like, you know, if I have to kill more of my livestock because of this leak, you know, it's going to be problems. But um, he eventually drives through and then he hits something. While I was watching, I missed it because I blinked. I looked away and I missed him. Like, what the hell did he hit? So when he drove off, drives off, you see it, it's a deer. 
and it starts reanimating, doing all kind of contortion and weird stuff, and then they do a string close up on the deer. It's like, okay, so that's what we're into in for <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. So it does set the tone, and um, basically it's a story of a, a father who's taking his daughter by train to his mom, to her mom, because she's just so adamant about being with mom because dad doesn't have time for her. Because he's doing, you know, he's working. He's got this, um, say he's a budget manager. I think it's a financial manager. And yeah. um, so while on this um, train, you know, someone who's infected gets on the train. And from there, infects one of them, the staff members. And it just is crazy from then on. Just, just nuts. <laughs> Absolute nuts. <laughs> um, but again, like I was rooting for everybody except for one for them yeah. to survive. But, um, you know, like, it's just intense. Like, even at the end, you're just like, man, <laughs> it's just dire, just, uh, like, if it happened for real, like, now, like, if that was our situation right now, I don't think we'd make it. <laughs> we, we wouldn't make it. Nope. I, uh, in fact, I texted you while I was watching it, because I, I watched it, too. I watched it while, that was the movie I was telling you, I was uh, a head on while I was doing the dishes yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh. Yeah, I sent you a text like, bruh, <clears throat> uh, it's like, it's like, this is pretty, they're basically just trying to foreshadow the coronavirus <laughs> in this movie. Right. It's like, it's an allegory or whatever you call it. Yeah. <clears throat> Where it just shows you a story of, yeah, it's zombies, but basically this is how you wipe up, wipe out, you know, how quickly it spreads and can infect people. Yeah if you don't take the right precautions because right. that's part of what happened at least through the course in the movie mistakes were made where people weren't taking the right precautions and weren't listening to the correct people true being the business guy with the suit yeah <clears throat> which is the one person you're not rooting for which is funny because this also then <clears throat> excuse me brings it back to it being a class thing too right the guy in the business suit trying to tell others what to do and they, they should listen to him and not right. listen to other people. So I thought that was interesting too, having, having seen Parasite also and uh, Okja. So I'm noticing a trend in these South Korean movies that we're watching. Uh, it's very interesting. And, and like the other thing I, there's, one of the one of the supporting characters that you're really rooting for is pregnant, and I went yeah. and I think the first the first thing I text was, dude, how is this? I said, how has she not had a miscarriage from the stress of right. one having to run while pregnant, right? And two, just the stress of, you know, of being chased by zombies and that you made like I'm like that's like I'm like <laughs> I'm like trying to tell myself seriously, bro. That's what you're worried about is that's what you're finding the least believable. I'm like, yes. Like my inner monologues fighting with itself going, yeah, right. that's the least part. I find the least believable is that she hasn't had a miscarriage yet. And then if not a miscarriage, she could have went to labor early. Yeah. Had the baby early labor. Yeah. Either. Cause you can't really tell how pregnant she is. No. Like you could tell her, show her holding her stomach, but it's not like it's, extremely noticeable so like maybe five months pregnant like four or yeah. five months pregnant like some show rather early even if it's yeah you know, some some show even if it's early in the pregnancy 
and then yeah. later on it gets huge. Yeah. But you know, everybody's different. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. But no, yeah. I I too really enjoyed it, and <clears throat> it had been in my next my Netflix queue for God, I don't even know how many years. <clears throat> because years back, uh, Chris Mancini, who we had on as a guest back in the fall, yeah, um, had said that uh, he had reviewed it because he had watched it. Right. And was talking about it. It was the best zombie movie he's ever watched. <clears throat> I wouldn't go that far, but I would definitely say it was it's up there. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be, for me, it's hard to be 28 days later. True. That one, I think, on the top for me. Um, but, yeah, this one was intense from start Fair. to finish. Yeah. Like, they didn't try and let up, and the logic behind, like, every action that happened, other than, you know, other than the pregnant lady, but, like, <clears throat> there were only a couple scenes where, like, I was like, really, bro, really? Otherwise, I was like, okay, yeah, I could see that. Okay, yeah, that kind of makes sense in the context of this movie. Right. Um, one part was when they had the government official talking about, oh, everything's good, but then what you see is complete opposite of what they're saying. Like, there's nothing you need to worry about. Everything's good. Just, just. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Yeah. <laughs> good. It's okay. Well, we got this under control. Which reminds me of somebody yeah. saying that. I've heard that. Feel like I've heard that recently too. Yes. <clears throat> And but, the visuals you see is just like total opposite of what they're saying. Oh yeah, completely. And uh, but yeah, it's a, it's it's very interesting and it's intense. Yes. I, you know me, you're the zombie guy. I'm not. Yeah. It, I don't rush out to watch one, but you said that you've been watching it or that you were watching it, and I'd been meaning to. I'm like, well, shit, I'll go ahead and watch. You know, I'll find time to try and see if I could watch this too. Yeah. So it's something we could both talk about and share, you know, both of us should share our experiences. Um, There's a couple of times Grayson was trying to watch it too. I go, this isn't for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> this isn't for you. Turn away, okay? Why are they being chased? I said, because uh, they're zombies. Oh, <laughs> that was really about it. <laughs> I couldn't believe I was actually telling her to go back and watch her YouTube videos, but I was. Yeah, that's so. definitely not, not family it's not a family movie no unless, not unless you unless you're you know you have adult kids and <laughs> yeah unless it's like your daughter who's used to seeing those kind yeah. of yeah she might like it right so but um yeah it just doesn't let up um there were a couple of scenes where we were in the train trying to go to the different carts to meet up with the other and um they were fighting the, the horde and it's like i could have swore i seen somebody like snapping the neck <laughs> and i was like yeah did that work <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, I was curious about that too. But it reminded me, I was playing. I've been playing Resident Evil here lately, uh, Resident Evil Six, and it's like stuff in there like that where, you know, you get the, the zombie or the person dizzy, and you have like an action button, and he snaps the neck. And I'm like, I don't think that would kill it. It would probably still move, but immobilize it maybe. <laughs> but it reminded me of that. Um, the animated prequel is called Soul Station. Yes, that's that's what it's called. So. I looked it up. So, um, I guess the younger teenage kid, the boy, mm -hmm. uh, uh, used to be, in, I guess, used to be, uh, or wait, no. 
Oh, it's the younger girl, uh, the teenage girl. That the one yeah. guy was trying to rescue. Oh, the dude in the baseball team trying to rescue yes. the girl. Yes. Okay. Uh, she was in a K-pop group called Wonder Girls. <laughs> it was random. All right. Um, but it was the first uh, Korean film, South Korean film, to cross the uh, million-dollar mark at the Singapore uh, box office. So they were nominated for a couple, and they kept set, you know, and they. Uh, Let's see, the first Korean film of 2016 to break the audience record of over 10 million uh, theater goers. So, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah if you, if you got time, watch it. I mean, yeah, it may, it may hit a little too close to home, but right. <laughs> in some ways, but uh, it's just kind of funny how that worked out. Yeah, like that's the advanced level that we're going through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, it is subtitled, but you know what? Yeah. It's worth it. Worth it. And honestly, I actually had the volume down on mine because I was doing dishes. So I was just trying to follow along. And then even after I got done, I realized I didn't have the volume up that loud. I'm like, I guess I really don't need it if I'm not, if I'm reading it. I mean, the music maybe, but True. Yeah, if you're reading it, it works good as a silent film, really. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah. Uh you have one more real quick? I think that was all the movies in it. What was You wanna wanna give your two cents on Detective Pikachu real quick? Oh yeah. Um I had it written down it's a way only okay. only way I remember. Um well it was better than I expected. Uh I did like how they merged the Pokemon CGI with the humans. They yeah. they looked pretty good. Um it was okay. I feel like maybe if I got to see it in the theater, then I probably would have had a better experience. There's definitely something, like you said, definitely worth seeing in the theater, but I didn't get to make it to that. Right. Um, but overall, <clears throat> it was cool. You know, it was yeah. okay. It wasn't a bad yeah. experience. No, it was... Kind of like Onward of... was better than I expected. <laughs> right. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. It was funny. The action's yeah. not bad. No. Like, it's a great... It's a good family movie. Right. I'm getting a thumbs up from Grayson on Detective Pikachu. So yes. even five year olds that don't know much about Pokemon really like it. So in, in a way, even though I like Ryan Reynolds, I think maybe they could have had a different voice actor. I think I kept oh, throwing totally. me. I kept I kept hearing Deadpool. I was like nah. <laughs> <laughs> But it was cool. Yeah, he didn't really change it up too much, but No. He yeah. just Ryan, Ryan Reynolds did. I wonder if Zach Braff would have been a, a halfway decent choice. Mm. Eh, no way to know <laughs> You know what I mean? Because he's kind of yeah. witty like that, too. And it would have been, and I think his voice would have fit just fine. Right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, let's see. Lord. Um, all right, so I guess it's my turn. Yeah. Uh, so, we, whoops. We watched our first uh, our first uh, straight to theater from instead of theater straight to uh, rental movie for the for this time period. Um, we watched uh, Trolls World Tour. Okay. Uh, rented it for twenty, but you know, figured it's going to cost that much for me to take her either way. So between the concessions and her ticket, so That's true. you know. 
just, so it was justified. Plus, there's no way we weren't going to watch it as much as she loves trolls. Um, yeah. So we uh, <clears throat> so we watched it Friday night. Um, it was she was so excited. We made a night of it. You know, we'd order pizza and uh, we ordered pizza and she. Uh, you know, curled up in a little spot. She was ready to go. And, uh, yeah, it turned out to be better than I was expecting, to be honest. And okay. the first one's not bad. No. For, I mean, for a kid's movie with a bunch of singing and stuff, it's not bad. It's it's cute. I mean, it's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's cute. And that's more or less what this, I mean, it's just more of it. I think the graphics, I think the animation's better, as okay. it should be. You know, as it should be, because, you know, as time goes by, animation should, you know, technology should get better. Um, animation's better. Um, I guess I didn't realize Kelly Clarkson was going to be voice acting in the movie. I thought she was just going to have a song in it. But no, right. she actually plays, uh, I think it's Delta Dawn or something like that. Um, so I was excited about that. So was Grayson. Um, was very excited, but she was excited about the entire movie as a whole. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's it's Infinity War with guitar strings. That's <laughs> how I, each type of music has a guitar string that holds yeah. power, and of course they're different colors, hence why the Infinity what yeah. the Infinity <laughs> strings, I guess. Uh, so like techno, country rock pop and classical uh each have one mm-hmm. and so it's about uh it's about queen barb uh played by rachel bloom who um was in a show called crazy ex-girl crazy ex-girlfriend okay. so she plays i guess the villain you know until she learns her lesson and learns to you know anyways plays the villain in it who's trying to collect all the strings and once she does that, basically, she won't snap her finger. She'll she'll play, you know, rock chords, and then every, you know, all the other types of music will cease to exist. Only rock will exist. Um, so it's about Poppy and Branch and group, you know, and company going through and trying to stop her from doing it and changing her mind and stuff. Right. So you know, by doing so, they meet different styles of music that they didn't realize was out there and there's cute little dance you know song and dance numbers the music wasn't bad it's catchy um just like even the first one is really not bad it's catchy but it's definitely for kids as a family movie it's uh um you know it's family movie even it's it was entertained i was entertained um i think ruth was entertained as well she seemed that way um but yeah, it was. Uh, no, she uh, she really liked it. We ended up watching it two more times apparently, the next day, because we you know you, when you rent it you have it for forty eight hours, right? So you watch it as many times within that two day period. So uh, yeah, she watched it I think three times total. So. Um, but yeah, so you know, I think it's cute. If you've got kids and they like the first one, they're gonna like this one. I don't think adults will be like, dear God, help me get through this right. movie. It's not a frozen I think, 
yeah, it's it's catchy and there's you know there's okay humor. I mean, it's kid humor. So yeah, it she never once asked when it was going to be over, which for her you know is good because she asked in almost even a movie she's been dying to go watch. At some point she says, "Is is this movie almost over?" Didn't say it during this one. She's she's like, "Oh, it's over." <laughs> Yes. So, um, but yeah. So it was. You know, the cast was good, and they had uh, George Clinton even had you know popped in with a with a voice. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, she really enjoyed it. Uh, um, she'll be looking for it to come to buy, <laughs> either at Target or at or on Apple TV. Right. <clears throat> Um, next one I watched, uh, so we talked about the trailer for Coffee and Kareem. Yes. How it's probably going to be bad with the title like that. Daddy. And it kind of lived up to it. Um, <laughs> it, I watched it, watched it on Netflix. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was, it was tough getting through. Yeah. But we, uh, but we made it. Um, or we, I made it, and so we, uh, I keep saying we, so I, I watched it, it's got Ed Helms, Taraja P. Henson, and I forgot the kid's name that was in it, um, um, and basically, Ed Helms is in a relationship with Taraja P. Henson, the son catches them, uh, having some time together. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So he's going to try and do his best to basically, uh, get back at him. And, uh, so he, cause he's kind of a, a little shit more or less in this movie. <laughs> and so he take, has him, uh, he has, uh, Ed Helms take him to this place to meet somebody, for school or something, but it turns out to be this thug that uh, that got away, and he mm-hmm. wants to hire them. He wants to hire the guy to basically, you know, uh, intimidate or scare Ed Helms's character. Yeah. And it things go amok. Go you run amok. Basically, they witness a killing, and then they're so now they're on the run, having to hide. So. Yeah, 12 year old Kareem Manning hires a criminal to scare his mom's new boyfriend, police officer James Coffey, but it backfires, forcing Coffey and Kareem to team up in order to save themselves from Detroit's most ruthless drug pen or drug kingpin. Um, the Terrence Little Garden Hive was the uh, kid's name. He okay. was in uh, some Disney shows, Harvey Danger. Speechless, and um, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, it's not a, uh, in uh, Betty Gilpin, who was in uh, the TV show Glow on Netflix, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, David Allen Greer has a small role. This movie—it's not a kids' movie. It's not a family movie at all. Um, it has tonal issues where, like, they're trying to be. One of those things, but they're just not. That's just not what this movie is. And 
the fact that uh, Kareem is dropping F-bombs like left and right. So, oh yeah, which again, makes it not a kid's movie. And really, if they took out the language, took out the language in like one, one scene where a guy gets blown up, the movie could probably be a PG movie. Yeah. They just had to tone down. It's like I felt like they were trying to, they were trying to do like what Good Boys did. Yeah. To try and make uh, make it like that, where it's a bunch of kids, and then you know they do different things and use language, um, use yeah. adult language to make it more adult. Well, this movie didn't need right. that. It needed it needed to take out the language to try and be made into like a PG movie. Yeah. And I think it might have. I think it would have helped. I don't think there were a whole lot of laughs. I mean, it's comedy, but I didn't really find myself laughing until like towards the end. Because you knew it was over, almost over. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, that even wasn't it. It's just it just got the movie got better in the third act. Like the best act was the third act. Yeah. So it just uh, it was a little bit tough to watch, even for a Netflix movie. But it also explains why it went straight to Netflix then. Right. So. Um, let's see. And I guess uh, the last thing I had to talk about because we both already talked about Train to Busan, Coffee and Korean Trolls World Tour is I watched Angel Has Fallen. Okay. So two cents on that one, <laughs> I guess, which is also out on Netflix. Um, <clears throat> I watched that and it's a uh, now I've seen. All of them. You know, I've seen the other two. I own the other two. I can't really you say i just seen it. I have both of them um, as, like, guilty pleasure type movies. Because yeah. I know there's Gerard, you know, Gerard Butler action, you know. Uh, and I just had a tough time trying to get into this third one. Yeah. And, like, the first act was just god-awful. I just, I couldn't, I was like, man what is going on here? You know, yeah. who wrote the script? You know, I thought, you know, I don't, I mean, a 12 year old probably wrote the script is what it felt like, at least for the first part. Cause a lot yeah. of it's just so it's like, Hey, let's see if we could put in as many cliches as possible. Yeah. And, you know, cliches and action tropes that have been, that have been done over a hundred times and let's shove it into this movie. But let's at least do it. If we run out, we'll have to actually do something original. Or at least do something to try and make this movie better by about the 45-minute, one-hour mark. Right. <laughs> so, because to me, the movie really didn't get good until, or even, you know, even entertaining, until um, Nick Nolte appeared. Nick Nolte, Nick Nolte plays... Uh, Place Gerard Butler's dad in this. Basically, the plot of this one is uh, Gerard Butler is still Secret Service detail for the president, played by Morgan Freeman. They right. are out on a fishing trip, more or less. They're on a boat. He's been having uh, Gerard Butler's character has been having uh, problems with uh, headaches and migraines, and due to multiple concussions from the previous movies, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he he uh, he basically gets on the boat to head back in because he wasn't feeling good. 
Um, he was going to go take some medicine or something. And yeah. another guy was taking over. And then a drone strike attack occurs, and to try and kill the president, but Gerard Butler comes in, saves the day, rescues him. You're going to blow up. All this is in the trailer. And then he right. pops up. <laughs> they both end up in the hospital. President's in the coma. Gerard Butler wakes up apparently quicker. And <laughs> evidence has been, you know, basically evidence has been placed, you know, someone's setting him up. So, of course, he's now trying off to go find who set him up. And, of course, the FBI and everybody's after him because they apparently think that even after saving the president's life for two straight movies, <laughs> right? he now apparently is now going to try and kill the president, which is why I have a problem, which is why I have a problem with the overlying plot point of this movie and why I think this movie is ridiculous from that standpoint. Like, yeah. if this had been just the original movie, like, if this was the first in the series, and this was the plot, okay, I could probably buy it a little bit better, because you don't... Because at this point, you wouldn't know much about the character. True. But you've got two other movies where he was, you know, off trying to be Jack Bauer, more or less, and save the right. day. And it yes. just did not work. And... Yes. But Nick Nolte <laughs> actually provided some... He had a decent... Sp- you know, he had a good speech in which uh, he had a good speech that I that I really enjoyed. He had a good speech that I really enjoyed that I liked uh, in the cabin that I thought I was like, oh, OK, this is kind of interesting. I kind of now like this part. And yeah. uh, then the scene when they were leaving the cabin was a good scene. Also, things kind of started picking up and then just it just seemed like once they left that cabin the movie got better. Yeah. I mean, it's just how, you know, just what it seemed like to me. And I love Danny Houston, who played the villain in this. He plays a great villain in pretty much everything he's in. He's like go-to villain. Um, A lot of people, if you've seen 30 Days a Night, the vampire movie, uh, or 30, no, 30 Days a Night with Josh Hartnett. I started to get my numbers confused because Josh Hartnett's also in 40 Days and 40 Nights. So I was like, is it 30 Days of Night? No, it's 40. Yeah. So anyways, uh, Danny Houston played the lead vampire in that one. And he's, you know, great in most movies where he plays a villain. I think I've only seen him not play a villain once. And I can't even remember in what role that was. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, the second half of the movie is definitely better. Um, it's definitely not the best. It's been a, a long time since I've... It's been a while since I've seen Olympus Has Fallen. Or no, London. I haven't seen one. Well, either one, really. But the first one still holds up as the better one. Right. But White House Down still holds up as the better of the two movies where the White House gets taken over and someone has to go in and rescue the president. So yeah. that one's still my favorite with Channing Tatum and uh, Joey King as his daughter. So and uh, Aaron Eckhart as the president. So that one's still my yeah. favorite. It's a lot more entertaining. But these yeah. this franchise is, is it's good. It's 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 fun in like a guilty pleasure way. I think I would have probably been mad had I'd seen it in theater. It probably would have looked better in theater, but I think I would have been yeah. more upset about about it had I seen it in theater. Right. Because this movie was definitely perfect for Netflix. 
So it's and if you watch it on a bigger TV, granted, I wasn't doing dishes when I was watching this one, but I was doing laundry. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's a great movie to do that sort of thing, too. And, you know, gather stuff around the house. OK, you're not really going to miss something if you're if you had to step out of the room for a second. True. So, I think one um, thing I didn't like. Jada Pinkett's character was really a throwaway character. It was. It was hell a throwaway. I'm, well, first it took me a minute. I'm like, what the hell is that? I feel like I know her. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait a minute, is that Jada? I think that's Jada. And then I just never looked it up. And I'm like, nah, that's Jada. I was, I was happy to see her. I was like, oh, yay. And, um, okay, that's what they're doing with her. <laughs> well, yeah, um, they could have definitely done more with her character. For sure. Right. And it just some kind of I don't know if they're, trying, if they're trying to do it like oh you think we're going this way guess what we're going to go this way and I was like no, come on bro the other way. <laughs> I was like come on um yeah. but no I just I don't know and something that you know because I'm looking at like for next week for what's going to come out I don't even know what's coming out at Redbox yet um I think there's actually several that are coming out this week. Um, so n- next episode may be a red box week for me. <laughs> um, okay. A couple of movies I may have missed uh, that I think are coming out. I'm still trying to get you to to go and watch Cats. I know uh, it ain't going to happen. I know it ain't. Uh, but and so I'm going to throw this out. I'm going to throw this out. If Whenever it comes to streaming... Because it will, because they need it. It's fun. They're gonna want people to watch it. Yeah. Somehow, when it comes to streaming, we definitely need to definitely need to do a watch party of cats. <laughs> because I want to hear other people's thoughts as a collective whole in real time. Because I want right. to see what people are thinking about this crazy ass movie. And I will even subject myself to watching it a second time. Wow. Yep. See. All right. <laughs> so, when that time comes, we uh, we need to set that up. I think. Um, let's see what else. Oh, uh, God. I'm not sure what's co- yeah. I'm not sure what else is coming out. I don't know if there's anything else that's being released uh, to streaming that didn't originally come out in theater. Right. Um, I know we. I know you and I, I think, both posted a couple articles on our fan group page where we uh, where we listed all the studio movie release reshufflings. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's some I'm like, okay, cool. I'm glad they're doing that. It sucks that they're waiting until like next year. At least with uh, the Bond movie, they're just waiting until the descent, you know, the winter. You know, Thanksgiving sure. time. I don't understand why they're not doing that with a lot of them, but and something yeah, I am kind of like, <laughs> yeah, and something I'm kind of curious about, and I have actually reached out. And I'm kind of hoping to hear from someone. Um, I've reached out to several reporters, um, people that work for basically movie magazines and stuff, where I've read articles or seen articles where they talk about what's next for, for the movie business during during this time period. You know, after after we kind of get back to, I'm not going to say normal, to 
once we start our new normal, because we're not going to go back to the way it was, it's going to be different, but in a good way, because we can move forward and have better practices and better safeguards in place. Be more functional. Um, yeah. So once everything kind of gets back to where everything is open, movies are going to start coming out. What's going to come? Like, I'm curious what their plan is. Like, how are they? If they keep rescheduling movies, what movies are going to actually be able to come out? Like, are they? Is the plan to re-release movies to try and get people to come back, even though they may already be out? Like right. I'm curious what the, I'm curious what that is, and how they're how that's going to roll out. Um, are they going to try and go ahead and release more things to streaming? You know, in the meantime. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm curious. Um, so, uh, what do you got coming up this week, man? Anything? I'm probably going to try to check out Trolls, the new Troll okay. movie. I think. Yeah. I, I, if you found the first one even mildly entertaining, yeah, you'll like you'll like this one. I mean, it's not gonna be anything new or fresh, but it'll be, it'll it'll still be entertaining. It'll be fun. I mean, it's cute. Yeah. it's it's a cute movie. That's pretty much what it is. It's yeah. not trying to be anything more than that. Okay. It's not trying to be a Pixar movie where there's like some moral, more you know, some moral or uh, moral lesson or some you know, thing you're trying to learn from it. It's just, right. it's just a fun movie with music. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to see what else I can find. I'm going to look up, you know, to see what other movies are out that I can. No piercer. Snow piercer. Okay. I'm telling you, man. Snow piercer. Watch one, watch one uh, South Korean movie about zombies. You've watched a Bon Joon Ho movie. Why not combine the two? And watch a Bong Joon Ho movie about a train. There's okay. not zombies, but it's a it's about uh, class and social structure structure in a dystopian uh, future mm-hmm. where they ride around on a train. The lower class is in the very back of the train. The higher class is basically like first class on a on a plane or probably on a train where they're right. living high life and. Okay. Captain America, not being Captain America, but still trying to save the day. Yeah. It's it's really good. I was surprised by it, actually. So, you know, he likes... Chris Evans does a great job of making blockbuster movies so he can make the independent movies he wants to see, or he wants to make. And even if it's an independent action movie like this. Just a stretch his acting chops a little bit. Yeah. I, you know what? I may even rewatch it now. Okay. Um, but it's on Netflix because I looked it up because I was watching the train of Busan and thought about Snowpiercer and then I was like, oh yeah, I wonder if you Patrick's seen this. And you're like, no, yeah. So um, that's my uh, recommendation for this week, I guess. Um, and then I thought there was another one. I was, oh, uh, there's a movie that also just came out to Netflix that I had uh, was that was a 99 cent rental on iTunes or Apple TV, whatever you want to call it now, um, that I rent it called Code 8. Mm-hmm. It is uh, produced and starring uh, Stephen Amell from the show Arrow. Okay. And his cousin, Robbie Amell, who was in uh, 
Arrow also, and um, trying to think of the other show he was on. Crap. Anyways, they're cousins in real life. Um, <clears throat> but they're in this movie. It's a sci-fi movie with um, with uh, about people with powers. Mm-hmm. So and uh, basically a uh, bank heist that goes wrong. So it's a uh, it's entertaining. I didn't. I enjoyed it for a for a ninety nine cent rental. Yeah, I'm good. For Netflix, perfect. So perfect sci fi Netflix movie. So uh, that one's Code Eight. It's on there now. So and it's good to see Stephen Amell not play a hero. I guess he kind of is the bad guy. Okay. So uh, that's what I got um, this week. York's still doing homework. Grayson, I'll have. <coughs> excuse me um her class on preschool on zoom and um dance class on zoom and then oh <coughs> gosh excuse me i guess lastly what i should uh i'll do a shameless plug for me um so uh we're doing this and then during this time where i'm not other than talking to you and talking to the family and then a couple of people at work, yeah. Uh, for what people there are there, <laughs> um, I decided to go ahead and start up something new. So started another podcast called uh, "Time to Wind Down," um, where basically it's me talking to, well, I mean, basically so far, uh, uh, it's people that you may or may not know, and most people listening to this may or may not know, and. And just talking about whatever, whatever topic right. they want to talk about, we'll cover. Um, if they have something that they want to promote, we'll do that. Otherwise, it's just chilling, having a conversation for like 30 to 45 minutes. Uh, so far, I've only got one recorded. It's not been uh, released yet, but uh, I'll be sure to let everybody know. And yeah, it's just 45 minutes of that. And uh, just conversation about whatever. So uh, I'm recording tonight with um, Sean Hughes, who we both work with, um, who is also a published, who's also written a book. Uh, My first episodes with uh, one of my great friends, uh, Travis Heisel, who's a who's a published poet and who's got like five books of poetry published. Um, It was a good talk. Uh, He tells a great story about. Uh, trip to Jersey, riding in a car with uh, with the Armenian guy that he was pretty sure was connected to the mob. So <laughs> that was an interesting, and I hadn't heard that story, so that was interesting to, t- to yeah. hear him talk about that one. And then we talk about a couple of different things. So so yeah, I'll uh, whenever that one gets put out, I'm be sure to let everybody know. Um, and then tomorrow night, I'm recording uh, with one of my friends from high school. Um, who I don't get to see, uh, Tiffany Brandell, and uh, not sure we're going to talk about. It. We'll figure it out. So that's the other beauty, no structure. Unlike this one that has structure. <laughs> right, this wingish structure ish. Yeah, structure ish. Um, we always, you and I always know what we're going to talk about ahead of time. Yeah. So, but yeah, and of course, anytime you want to come and shoot the shit about that, we can do that also. And talk about something other movies. <laughs> cool. Uh, one, again, time to wind down. 
wine is op- wine is not mandatory, but is but is encouraged. So right. Uh, Travis had beer, so it's whatever. Whatever you're into, go for it. Water, don't care. Yeah. So. Sip um, <laughs> Yeah. So um. Oh, for, forget uh, trailers. Um, just two, obviously, because not really much you're going to put out if you don't know when you're going to have movies in theaters right. again. Um, first one is Netflix's Extraction. It's a Chris Hemsworth uh, action movie that is produced by the Russo brothers, but not directed. So people kind of always, I love it when people are like, oh, it's by the same guys that did Infinity, that did the, you know, that, that did uh, Avengers Infinity War in game and Winter Soldier. Yeah, they directed all three. They only produced this, which is still great that they had a little bit of a hand in it. But they didn't direct it, so it's not going to be the same as what you're expecting. Right. So, but it looks like, like a decent action movie. Like 21 Bridges. It's produced exactly. by them, but not exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that'll be out on Netflix April 24th, so here in a couple of weeks. And then the second one is Peninsula, which is the sequel to Train to, Train to Busan. So yeah. that was the other one. Uh, not sure release date on that one. I don't think they know the release date on that one either. But hey, uh, smart marketing to go ahead and get a trailer out because then it'll get people to go watch it on Netflix <laughs> yep. or wherever they can find it. So, so that's always smart on that end. All right, man. I guess that's it for this one. You got anything else? Um, that's about it. Okay. Yep, that's all I got. All right, man. Well, I guess for. This uh, edition, second uh, quarantine edition um, <laughs> of the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hall. And with me, still, Patrick Terry. All right. Everybody stay safe. Thank you for listening. And we'll hear from you soon. Right.